Hi, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for supporting this podcast on the Corolla Digital Network. Everyone here at Corolla Digital is very proud of the shows that we put out every week and are excited about the future of our network. However, a patent troll is threatening that future by suing us. We need to fight back and beat the troll down. If we go down, all the other shows on the other networks you've grown to love are going to go down next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll to donate and find out other ways that you can help beat the patent trolls. Thank you and mahalo. Buying a car can be a stressful experience. Truecar.com is changing that forever. Simple, fair, and a fun way to buy a car. True Car users save time and money, helping them to never overpay. You know you get the fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. True Car analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market and shares it with consumers so they never have to overpay. Genius. Over a million cars have been sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network, and users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True, stifle yourself. Three steps here. All right. Go to truecar.com. Yeah. All right was not stifling yourself. <laughs> Go to truecar.com. Find out what other people paid. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. Then take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a hassle-free buying experience. Save time, save money, never overpay. TrueCar.com. This is Corolla Digital. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on, mandate. Get it on. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing with a friend. We love that about you. There's Dr. Drew. I'm me. Yes, Drew. Doesn't that fan drive you insane? There is a there is a low hum yeah. of a fan that's uh, in the door because we had an electrical problem here. I would think that would drive you nuts with your hyper, you know, your... No, no. Uh, you know, it's quite the contrary, which is I like the white noise. Oh, that's soothing. Right, I like right. the low hum. I don't like the idea that you can hear it on the air, but I don't really think you can. Oh, see, it's in here. It's driving me insane. All right. All right, we can shut it off. Right. See, for me, I get the ceiling fan going, and it drowns out yeah. the world, and yeah. then that's that's for me. It's it's one of those things. We are talking about it on the last episode. It would be nice if you could... You know it would be nice, Drew? Mm. Dig. Dig. <laughs> Big picture. We talked on our last episode about getting a workup, getting a you know, blood test, yeah. you know, blood work. You know, get a workup. See where you're at. You know what would be really nice is if parents would give their kids a kind of a workup in the sense that they go, I had hypervigilance. Yeah. I needed a white noise maker oh, right. or a ceiling fan. I needed earplugs. Listen, the school needed, should have given you a workup, for God's sakes. I needed an eye shade. Yes, I, I know. I, I was not, I never slept well. I never had a good night's sleep, you know? Th- this I kind of phenomenon that you represent, though, is poorly caught. For you, they would have put you down as ADD. No, well, not. Well, well, not, but not, no. Forget about that. Forget about just that. What I'm saying is, is this person is tactile and athletic right and this person is cerebral right. and this person is quiet and this person right. leans more toward math and science and this right. person focuses more on mechanical yes. and physical yes. the idea that everyone just gets shoved into some fucking box and goes look you need to study this and yeah. you all need to study the same thing yeah, and we try- used to do that as a country i think we're Pretty close to still doing that. No, no, no. We used no, no. We used to go. Hey, you have a oh, oh, we used to. For, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. Remember the kids used to take aptitude tests and they no, go, no, "Oh, aptitude for this. Let's get going." That's... My dad got sent to trade school right. because when at the age of fifteen they realized he was a moron, <laughs> and they were like, "You're not going to college. We need taxpayers. We need people failing out of college. We need people to pay taxes." Yeah. So you go to trade school. Yeah. Now the thing that's ironic is my dad is horrifically bad at anything that has to do with, I, I think he would fuck up two pieces of Lego. Yeah. I really don't think he'd get them together. Yeah. But he learned to play the trumpet. Yeah. 
trade school back when playing the trumpet was was a skill. Yeah. And you a could trade. make money. It was yeah. a trade. Yeah. Being a band, you'd yeah. go from. They didn't have DJs everywhere, and you yeah. just go from town to town in a bus. You'd roll in, you'd play the trumpet. You know, I mean, with forty other guys, but yeah. that's that's what you did. And yeah. Everyone made forty bucks, and you went home. Um, they had unions and stuff. You know, I mean, they still do, but it was a different different thing. It was all live music. You'd go down to the boardwalk, play music. You know, yeah. at the whatever. So. We used to do that, and now we've just decided that no child should ever be left behind, and everyone is going to college, and all that stuff. But it's really like saying, it's no different than going, look, uh, the world is going to be attacked by famine and locusts, and everybody's going to the moon, and we're going to colonize the moon. So everyone start preparing, except for only 15% of the people are going to the moon. So what about the eighty five percent have just been preparing? Right. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't have they been preparing to live with the locusts? Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't they have been looking at a recipe book for locusts and learning how to, um, you know, plant crops that were that locusts didn't devour? Whatever it is, shouldn't we been planning the life that we're going to have instead of the mystery trip to the moon that we're never going to? Yeah. My high school was everyone was planning on going to college except for nobody went to college. God, you remind me of so many different things when you say that. I, I, I was just thinking about – I thought, well, we give, let's get genetically engineered crops for – oh, can't have that. Can't have that. Because I, when I was in college, I did a lot of – remember ecology back in the 70s? Ecology, yeah. yeah. We, ecology was sort of a, a crying, a rallying call back in the 70s, and I did a lot of study of that. And we had all these problems with phosphates and choking off the rivers and acid rain. And if we could just develop the right genetically engineered plants – Right. And we'd also cure famine. We fucking did it. Mm-hmm. No, we can't have that. We can't have that. <laughs> I, and, and I understand I, people want to be informed and stuff and make choices about whether they're eating genetically engineered material stuff. But, God, it was the dream. And the guys at Caltech figured it out. Much smarter guys than you and me and everybody. And Here, they didn't fuck everything up. They made it better. You find this ironic, Drew? Yeah. Who... Is it the tip of the spear of the anti-genetically modified food groups? Who? Well, not Christian fundamentalists. No, right. Far left atheists who pray to scientists. <laughs> They're the same. The same science. Damn you! The same people that are spouting off statistics about global warming. <laughs> Are also the same ones that are talking about genetically engineered. Well, that, so, don't you like scientists or do you not like scientists? Well, they like scientists, but they feel they know better than scientists. But they don't. Here's the thing. Hold are, on a second. They're, Hold they're on. working for the man. You the, see. Wait a second. When it comes to third hand smoke, then they know better than the scientists. And well, when the it, scientists kind of ring in with them. And then when it comes to AIDS is an equal opportunity killer, then they're in. They're in th- – th- no, what I'm saying is they're against statistics and science when it comes to AIDS. Right. And they're against statistics and science when it comes to third-hand smoke. But they are for statistics and they're against it when it comes to genetically modified foods right. posing no harm. But they are for it when it comes to global warming. So it's a love-hate it's, – it's, it's a – basically it's like this. When it cl- comes to global warming – it's a lot of, oh, do you think you know more than a, a scientist? You don't. I'm just listening to the science. This is what the science is overwhelming. Okay, yeah. fine. Vaccine. Now let's now let's listen let's to them on. about vaccines. Yeah. No. Not listening no, now. I can't. So which is it then? I know. Well, this is you being a hypocrite. This is you deciding, cherry-picking what you agree with, what fits with your agenda and going that down that road. Some really interesting stuff is happening with the climate front. So, so can we agree that... The, there's climate, the global warming. You and I, can we agree on that? I just that there's warming. No, really. Well, no. Here's what I can agree upon. Uh, here's what because I'm going to give you a number of different choices as we move along here. You, all right. You, you, well, what I agree upon is that there's constantly change going in the on in, in the, the climate. climate. Okay. Yes. And I can, right now, I can agree and, on and that. Right now, it's an upward trend. Right now. Okay. Seems to be. And and th- so the next thing is. Do we have anything to do with that? Um, I, I well, first here's here's what I think. Um, 
I don't think we're nearly as impactful as we think we are. That's a form of narcissism. Okay. It's we a bizarre have, form of right. narcissism. But I think we are we contributing. We're contributing. Okay. So, yes. a, so we're agreeing that climate is increasingly getting warmer, and we are contributing to that trend. I yeah. think that's an easy thing to agree to. Okay. So there's a study that came out today from the U.N. saying there's going to be famine and floods and it just Armageddon coming. And so last night I would listen to the BBC when I'm driving home from Loveline. And last night at the BBC, they're like, we have a scientist. We have a scientist from the U.N. He's going to, he's going to tell us the world's coming to an end because of global warming. They get to the guy and he goes, yeah, yeah, I just resigned from the committee. They're full of shit. This, this, all this end of the world stuff is, is totally nonsense. Really, the problems are going to be governments are ineffective. They need to manage their resources better. Yes, there's going to be a change, but it's easily manageable, and people need to shut up about this and just take care of business. I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe. It. And the, and the the BBC reporters were sort of like nonplussed and stunned. Sure, and didn't know what to do. It was really interesting. Well, so. my feeling is this: um, we should be using LED lighting instead of conventional lighting. Absolutely. Um, we should be looking for alternative fuel sources. Absolutely. We should also be drilling in Alaska and making new pipelines so we don't have to bring stuff in from other places. To, to give uh, us time to come up with new stuff, right? Come up yeah. With new, the, I, the goal is We should is be tapping energy. into our natural gas supply. And doing things like that, and creating hydrogen from natural gas. Yeah, though concerning the, there, there's some uh, methane produced. Well, look, the, look. The problem is this: we are x amount of years away from having solar and wind and tidal and whatever power uh, uh, that algae algae that's going to be effective. But in in the meantime, let's buy ourselves thirty years. And make a pipeline and drill in Anwar, and we'll be fine. They, they can do it very cleanly, very effectively. I, oh my God, I was, um, whenever you talk to anyone who knows shit about anything, um, I was at a vintage car race uh, last weekend and a uh, weekend before last, and uh, I was talking to one of the guys who just uh, races the vintage cars. They were just sort of in between races, hanging out. Everyone has their little camper out there and a little folding chair and stuff like that. Set up their little shade tent. And I, the guy's name is Dave. And I just said, uh, what do you do, Dave? I'm always interested in what these guys do and how they have time to come out right, and do this weird. stuff. To and, me, it's like, like magical. <laughs> well, the they're, they're, they're <laughs> you know, first off, they do it three weekends a year. I'm just saying. Just saying. And thirdly, it's part of their process. They're mechanical guys. They like that. They like that that process. Um, he said he's in a patrol, works for a petroleum company, and this, that, and the other. And, and I just said, sort of naively, what's what's going on with fracking? Like, really? And he's like, Oh God, don't don't get just don't even get me started. He's like, First off, we've been doing it for thirty years. Uh, 40 years. Secondly, out of, I don't know, a thousand wells, they've had two problems. Three, whatever we're doing, when explained about the process of fracking, it's actually what we're doing anyway, and it's safer than, and it's actually better than, for the environment than whatever. And he's like, it's just, it's complete nonsense. It's utter nonsense. There's all this fucking fear and all this, all this bullshit. Total bullshit, total nonsense. We can get so much out of the soil that we're currently living on top of, and yet we have to impede ourselves. And he was like, it's fucking insane. We should be, we should be on about a 30-year plan. Let's just take what we can from what we have and let basically battery technology. Look, it's all about the batteries. I, uh, I hate to make everything about me, <laughs> but here goes. <laughs> now, I rarely steer the conversation that way. But, really? Yeah, rarely. Wow, this will be a great – this will be a, a, a treat. But let me – let me – but Dick, please Dick. Dick. Okay. As you know. It is I, different because you had please Dick. Please Dick. As you know, I enjoy uh, on occasion flying the remote control radio airplanes yes. back in Although the day. Not, yeah, I'm not seeing it in a while. while. Yeah. Back in the day. And you crashed your jet. You never went back. I never went back after the turbine crash. Anyway, back in the day. Now, Drew, back in the day, they started coming out with electric planes. And this is circa 2001, 2002, 2000, you know, 
motors instead of engines. Right. They didn't burn gas. They they had elect, electrical. Okay. And uh, you could fly your electric your electric plane and um, your your turbine jet. They had a uh, they had a ducted fan. They would call it the battery. If you wanted to fly this thing, was a brick. Oh right. I mean, it was it was essentially twelve to sixteen C batteries right. put together, C cell batteries. Now you could imagine what twelve C cell batteries daisy chained together and shrink wrapped would yeah. feel like if I handed it to yeah. you. Feel yeah. like a brick. Yeah, try to make that fly. And you, if you got it on the CG in the center of gravity in the plane, and it could produce enough whatever, and you threw it just right, you, you could it would fly, but it was difficult because there was a brick in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah, I'd, I'd been away from the hobby and hadn't messed around with it, and you know the planes were impractical. Not they had brushless motors, yeah, and all the good stuff. They just didn't have the batteries. They're too heavy, too yeah. big. Um, well, now it's been you know ten years goes by, maybe more. And now I want to get my kid a little airplane to fly around the park and this and that and the other. And I go into the hobby store and I start talking to the guy behind the counter. And he's selling me, oh, probably 70, 80% of the stuff is battery powered now. It's not, you know, it used to be all fuel powered. Now it's all battery, you know, we have gasoline powered. Now it's all battery powered, all stuff we sell. And then he starts showing me the airplane. He starts showing me the battery. It's as big as my thumb mm. and it doesn't weigh anything. Mm. And I realize that's where we've come in the last 13, 14 years, and that's what we need to do. The electric car would not be, we'd not be able to have Tesla if those big, chunkin', hunkin' batteries were still around because the thing would weigh thousands of pounds and it'd just be completely impractical. Right, right. And now it can be done. So that much has happened in the battery world in the last 13, 14 years. When that same battery that exists today shrinks down by the same weight and the same amount that it had from its predecessor ten a decade ago, a decade from now, then we'll really be talking. Unfortunately, we're just a little in between. There's right that now. But right now. It actually you actually produce more. People don't aren't aware of this. To create the electricity to charge the car, you're actually using more of the energy that. We, you know, you're, you're burning fuel. No, no, man, those things run on good vibes. Yeah, I know they run on good I, vibes. I think, but Drew. I think the I think the the move is good because it makes them move more towards smart grids and things. You know, by, well, that's a look. You know what I said? I interviewed Al Gore, who's made this into a cottage industry. Um, I walk around my house and flick lights off. Yeah, I walk around my office and flick lights off. Every bulb in my house and every bulb in my office is LED. Everything I do is an attempt to conserve energy. Why? Two reasons. A, I pay the bill. And B, I don't like shit going out the fucking window. I just don't. I complain miserably to uh, my nanny old guy on on Friday night when I was eating a burrito that she, after I shot it in the microwave... um, that she had announced had gone bad. She smelled it coming out of the microwave, and she said, uh, it's gone bad. Don't eat it. And I said, oh, I'm eating it. <laughs> and she said, why are you eating it? And I said, because I can't tolerate waste. somebody going to a Mexican food restaurant, yeah. buying a whole burrito, yeah. just a whole chicken shredded, chicken shredded burrito, yeah. bringing it back, sitting it in the fridge for a week, and then I throw it out. You know what's wasteful? It, it, Go to the post office. Oh, that I will not tolerate. That's right, because now you needn't. You can go to stamps.com. Truth is, there's nothing better if you need stamps or post office services right from your desk. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package from your own computer. Then just hand it to your mail carrier. We, of course, have a special offer. If you enter promo code ADS for a no-risk trial, it's a $110 bonus officer. I say that every time. Officer. I say it every time. Well, it's because you say it every time. People remind me on Twitter that I say it every time. Bonus offer, including You're thinking a, of the postage, uh, postal officer. It, it's something weird about the way the language is laid out. Anyway, it includes a digital scale and a $55 of free postage. And I'm telling you, that is, that's money. It's cash money. But it yes. comes in the form of stamps because you're going to use those damn stamps anyway. And, of course, stamps.com makes sure not only do you get the 
exact right postage for that particular letter or package, but it keeps you updated as the price of stamps continue to climb. So go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in ADS, that is stamps.com, promo code ADS. Yes. So anyway, uh, against my uh, nanny's wishes, I ate the burrito. (laughs) (laughs) And you survived. Oh, I knew I was, you know. But I was I was pissed off because yeah. I just I I, I just don't it, again. If you would have said to me, "How much is this burrito? How much did it cost you?" and it was from a nice restaurant, that was probably eight bucks. And 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 someone would have said, "I'll give you an option right now. You can pay an additional eight dollars right now and have all the ingredients of this burrito back to the restaurant fresh and ready to go." For someone, else, I would have paid you the additional eight dollars. I just don't like chucking energy it feels weird to me especially food you have a whole thing about food i have a thing about food but food to me is the ultimate energy yeah yeah because it's the energy of the tractor oh yeah no a lot of energy goes goes into it into the chicken and then the slaughterhouse and then the tortillas and it just Mm -hmm. i don't know why why must you paying for it be a prerequisite for you to care. Right. Why shouldn't we care more generally? It's like... Yeah, why aren't we aware? Because we're not aware. Because we, we screen out background. We but we were uh, we were leaving the hotel room. I'm not a great person. But we were leaving the hotel room checking out. Yeah. And when we were checking out on a Sunday at about uh, 10, 10.30 in the morning, I had the Do Not Disturb sign on the door... And I doubled back from the elevator to make sure the do not disturb sign was not left on the door because I didn't want yeah. the maid who's going to come in and make sure. up the room wandering around doing the thing. Yeah. The same, but the same way, people fling open their hotel room doors all the time. And then they let them go. Slam. And slam. Ka-chunk. Yeah. I yeah. always grab it at the end yeah. to let it shut so you... Because the person in the room next to you may or may not be sleeping. I know. What? What? There's an what out happened? of itness. There's an out of itness. I, 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 they don't I, care. They don't care. Drew. Yeah. Here's what I say, though, because yeah. I've dealt with a lot of those people in my life. Mm-hmm. They're out of it. Not when it comes to their shit. No, they don't care. That's right. They They're very care. awake. Yeah. So it's not out of it because it's into it when it's your shit. But they care about their dogs. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. All right, Drew. Um, do another commercial. I got a big topic I want to bring up here. You got a big topic? Yeah, that been bothering me. It's not, not about you, but I think you'll you'll enjoy this. All right, Bark yeah. Box, baby. Oh man, Molly girl loves herself some Bark Box monthly boxes. Four to six full size products in there. They got innovative, durable toys and leashes and treats and more. All made in the U.S. of A, baby. I add the of. <laughs> before the A, because I'm a patron. I love this country. 100% natural elk, caribou, wild boar. I get hungry when I read that. I know. Sounds. I like. I wish we should wild have a bark meats. box for us. <laughs> there were some uh, cheese treats that were uh, yeah. over there from Bark Boxes yeah. by the front door. I was really yeah. giving those an eyeball. Yeah. It said just cheese. I was like, all right, mm. just cheese. <laughs> You're talking a guy ate a spoiled burrito. Uh, you're, not more than a week listen, ago. I, I think of you as the guy that took benzoyl peroxide, eighty percent, whatever it was, because uh, yeah. he read he had a had a bonding agent, benzoyl peroxide. I said, "Oh, for, that's the for stuff. Bondo. Yeah, it's a drying agent. Drying agent. The bond. Well, that's the same shit that's in the per, in the oxy ten uh, is ten yeah. percent benzoyl peroxide. The additive that you add to Bondo to dry it for your car fender, ninety percent benzoyl. So this peroxide. stuff's got to be good. It puts put right it, in the, it burns a fucking hole in his face. Oh please! I put on my zit at work like a charm. Bark you box, burned your ba- face. How dare you? Bark box committed to helping the homeless mutts out there too, man. Ten percent of the revenue goes to the shelters across the U.S. and Canada. And you can save twenty percent on your new subscription by visiting BarkBox.com forward slash M. That's BarkBox.com forward slash M. All, All right, right, so we got a bunch of calls and stuff, but I want to get to this first. The, do you know that chick, Belle Knox, this girl that uh, is a Duke student, is doing porn? No. She's 18. I'm out of it, though. Okay. Look, look at her. Or maybe, I don't know, Gary, how can we get him some info? Oh, Gary's very aware of her work, evidently. Yeah, <laughs> he was knocking his she... bell to her last night. <laughs> he, she was on Stern recently. <laughs> Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, it really bothered me. He did his usual interview, and, and no one interviews better than maybe you, Adam. But no, no, no. nobody does yeah. better. He, he really does great, great interviews. But when it's a porn star, he, he goes hard down the porn path. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and it's so clear that she, you know, there's there's a reason she's doing porn. I mean, something's going on with her, and and she presents herself as, "Hey, I'm a feminist, man. You can't knock me. I'm I'm doing it because I need to make money for college." Now, Duke is a needs blind institution, meaning they will find a way to pay for school once they take you as a student. Is that what it means? Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. she's claiming that they'll make her get loans and stuff. There she is. Mm-hmm. And that may be true. That may be true that she um, needs to take some loans. But her dad is a military officer in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Just start adding the score up here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she you know, is, is extremely sexually compulsive. It has to have sex four times a day. She's like a sex addict. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what that is. You know, mm-hmm. so, or at least sexually compulsive. We don't, I don't know what. You know, I don't know her, so I can't. But that's in that zone. I had Jenny Ketchum on with her on my HLN program, who mm-hmm. was a porn star, is now a recovering sex addict, drug addict, mm-hmm. and was trying to talk some sense into her. Like, you know, honey, this is feminism, empowering women. It's a bigger thing than you just f- fucking. You know, that, that, right. that, and she goes, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, sex positive feminist. You know, but a lot of feminists think it's degrading to porn, but I think it's empowering women. Okay, this is all philosophical, interesting conversation. We can have it in a classroom. But in terms of the impact on her and her soul and her psyche, I said, it's got to have an impact. So I'm interviewing her on HLN. And I I said, and she completely dismissive of that. Okay, so it's television. We're not going to get into it. Fine. Although, Gary, I'd love to have her on this show sometime. It'd be interesting on on my show. Or this one, too. I'd actually prefer her to be here with Adam because for me, she she has it on for me. And And here's what happened. So I'm going, look, your family must have feelings about this. Will not answer. Right? Abu- you know, aggressive, mm-hmm. off-putting, mm-hmm. you know, obfuscating. And I go, I go, like, come on, your dad, your dad, he's going he's gonna to have feelings about this. Oh, he's – I go, I go, look, let me put it this way. If I were your dad, I said exactly what you say all the time. What do you think I said? I said, it's got to be a little cyanide pill I'd carry on. I'd chomp down on that cyanide pill. That, that's what I would do if I saw you doing all this porn. And she became – Outrage! How fucking dare you talk about my father like that? He needs to kill himself. Mobilized an army of people on Twitter. Gary says, yes, he saw all this shit. Mm-hmm. Came up again today on Stern. Again, misrepresented as though I said your father should kill himself. Or right. would want to kill himself. So anyway, I thought you would have feelings about this too. It's a big topic and a big, big long, involved thing. Yeah. Um, this thing of... Groups, you know, becoming empowered. Like, you know, I said on my podcast uh, the other day, um, I said, look, women represent more than half of the people on the planet. Like, how much empowering are we at in 2014? Go out and do what you want. There's women. There's many female – there's many females that run countries. Hmm. You know, Margaret Thatcher's – that was 25 years ago now. Merkel. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Right. Germany or wherever. Where Germany. Germany. Yeah. Probably those. I the, mean, certainly when, most powerful. I mean, when, did, when was Thatcher's reign? You, you, 80s. You know what I'm the saying? 80s. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, uh, look, I'm not saying uh, that there's some place to go as women. There's some ground to make up somewhere. I don't know where it is exactly. I feel like most of the college students are females. Yeah. Uh, that the whole, women are doing a lot better. That whole we get 73 cents to your dollars bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you guys get the same amount of money. And by the way, if you did do the exact same work for 25% less cash, guess who'd only be employed in every Fortune 500 company? Women. Well, because you're running a company, and I'm telling you, I can save you 25%. More than 25% on your payroll, make a 27% on your payroll for the exact same job. Guess who's getting a nod? Because guess who likes money? White dudes. (laughs) There'd be one white dude. And that'd be his last decree. And the guy he was telling it to, he'd have to explain that he's fired as well. So uh, in terms of reclaiming your power or whatever the fuck it is, uh, I understand that. But it's sort of a thing where it's like some black kid wants to wear his pants around his ankles and let his ass hang out. That's not reclaiming anything. That's not showing. They're... There's positive outlets for you, your culture, and your community. Me staring at your asshole is not not one of them. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there are plenty of things you can do as a woman if you feel that's important. Porn is probably not reclaiming any 
thing in the name of well, femininity. And, and to go do a porn or something it makes sense to me, but to do thousands of them because you have to make up $100,000 a year of, of uh, college expenses, that's going to be – and plus you're going to law school too. So we got seven years of $100,000. I get about $1,200 a gig. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's just do the math. It, it's, yeah, it's, but the point is, is everyone's coming down on you because you basically said aloud what every father who has a daughter – jokes about and thinks about when their daughter is five years old. And the guy was in Afghanistan. He's a, he's a leader in Afghanistan when he found out about this. Mm-hmm. And she, she did have – hand it to her. She goes, you know, my dad's a war hero. He shouldn't have to tolerate any – and God bless her. That, that I was like right on board with well, that. Well, you know, the thing about being the porn star is one thing. The other part about you becoming national news, you know, as a you – know, she, she didn't create that. That that happened to her, you know. She was quietly doing it at. Duke but she and, went on Stern. Oh no! Once it became national, she went for it, and now does she go for it? Because yeah, Duke, yeah, frat boy sort of outed her. She yeah, was already but, doing it quietly. No, no, but I. And then but, she went for it because it's going to make her more dough. She can do less. You know, that's what she says. Right, yeah, look, yeah. there's a way to have things go away. Going yeah. on stern is not the way to get them no, to go away. No, she's glowing for it now. She's absolutely okay. clearly. So. All right, but uh, and, so, and by the way, you're going to take some heat when you go and you get out way out there like that. You uh, so anyway, big backlash for you for me. Yeah, well, she mobilized a, a huge army of people that I'm, I'm a sexist, uh, misogynistic yeah. father hater. <laughs> you used to. Uh, there was a time in this country when you had to earn your title. <laughs> you know, you not just declared. Yes. No, I mean, you're, you know, in, in order to be an arsonist, you had to set a fire. Yeah. At least one fire. In order to be a misogynist, you had to backhand a woman or hold a woman back somehow in her career. Yeah. Do something hateful. Yeah. Well, you had to do something that had an impact, yeah. a negative impact on a race or a gender. Now you can just be a racist without being a racist. Here's the other thing that kills me about the, her energies. I don't. I don't. She, God bless her. She should do whatever she wants. You know what I mean? Go, go at it, Bell. I don't care. That's fine. And then, but I don't like bullshit. I don't right. like it. it, well, it, it you, you don't. I, it's you, all. <laughs> you better bite down on that cyanide capsule if you don't like bullshit. Because we're we're living in the, you're living in the wrong time. <laughs> There's a lot of bullshit out there. Well, this is just. I don't like it when people's behavior is is shrouded in bullshit that really bothers because it 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 really promotes a deep lack of understanding of human behavior and the consequence of behavior and that bothers me Mm -hmm. forget the government bullshit forget the even the you know political posturing bullshit people saying i do this because of x and fuck you if you you know it's like no 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 wait i've worked with people for a long time that that's not why you do it that's not Let, let's talk about it go ahead and do whatever you want mm-hmm. but to, but to say you're trying to control me man no 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 that really now now okay now now i'm pissed yeah well drew you better uh, thicken up that skinny ears cuz uh, that's the these are the days and times we's uh, we's living in and uh, living in and uh, that's that's just that uh, on a on a happier, well, on a happier note, I'm going to talk to Constantine over here. All right. 29 San Francisco. Constantino. Yeah, hey, whatever. Hey, guys. Hey, what's going on, Constantine? How are you guys? Good, good, good. Not much. Just want to say thank you. You guys have been a guiding light for me since the Loveline days, so thank you. Yeah. He, uh, Const- the Constantino has a pizza joint over there in San Francisco, Zorba's. Do you know him? Yeah, he uh, serves the Mangria. He makes, he makes Mangria pizza pie. I saw Whoa. him. Whoa. I saw him in uh, Vegas last week or a couple of weeks ago. He brought the mangria pie in. It's a delectable. Wow. He's so, what pours mangria with? No, no, but bakes it right in. Wow. How'd you do in the competition? They're having a pizza competition in Vegas. Pretty damn well. We got third place in the non traditional competition, which is pretty good. Yeah. Which he, is amazing. Actually. He brought over a couple of pizzas and. Uh, now I'm hungry. So delicious. Thank you. Now I'm hungry. Now I'm pissed. Yeah. It was really, uh, really good. So uh, what's going on there, Constantina? I have a question. So my wife and I, she just finished her Ph.D. I have my MBA. I'm running this pizza places. We're at a crossroads now. She wants to know when the best time to have kids is. She wants to see if we should buckle down and have kids now, focus on her career. It's kind of a new thing, I think, for our generation. We're facing like a, like a crossroads. 
like a conundrum. Do we go follow a career or do we buckle down, have kids, and go that path? And I want to get your guys' opinion. Cause how, I know you how, many kid, kids. how many kids do you guys want to have? Probably a couple. All right. So, so reasonably, you need to get that in before she's 35. To just Did you to, say she was 30? 29. Yeah. Uh, you're both 29. So you really you have a window here of about five years that you want to just to assure After yourself. After thirty five, biologically, it starts falling off a cliff mathematically in terms of having kids in a traditional manner. Right, and even with fertility treatment, it's it's rough. It's it just gets yeah. tougher, and so you want to get it in there by thirty five for sure, uh, or freeze her eggs. You can go down that path or freeze some freeze some embryos. You know, uh, that that'd be the other way that sort of. Do you talk about something new? That's the new technology that your generation could take advantage of in order to focus on your career if you need to. Uh, as they say, there's no right time to be born. There's no right time to die. There's no perfect time to have kids. There's just no perfect time. So it's up to you guys. It sounds like it's gonna you're gonna have to get at it pretty soon here. Constantino. Yeah. All right, listen. Uh-huh. Why don't you give yourself uh, a three year window or something, you know. Thirty two. Yeah. That's when you begin. All right. Sounds uh, good. Thank you. And by the way, we'll be coming out there I think somewhere in, in May. I think my podcast coming out there, do a show in May and uh, you know, uh it's funny, um, Drew. Mm. Uh my kids are uh, into my new contractor show, but it's crazy, I, and I and it's it's uh, it's it's nice to see my daughter suck up to me for, <laughs> yeah. for a change. For a change, oh, when you're a champion and when you have a show she likes, you're in. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's just being on TV for her. <laughs> for her, that's a that's enough, and it's a big deal. Son, not she there's, literally. There's, there's a giant metaphor there. She literally becomes affectionate <laughs> when she's not. <laughs> She's never what affectionate. Is what is Stop that? Stop talking, Daddy. Uh, it's that? how women are wired. It's different than what? She's not a woman. She's a female child. So you have to say that's how females oh, sorry. are wired. It's how females are wired. It's not how males are wired. Yeah. And one of the 100,000 differences between males and females that I try to express on an almost daily basis, but everyone thinks that saying there's differences in the species between the male and the female makes you misogynistic. Um, I don't I don't get that if you included insects there would be and all that is lives in the sea and on land there are millions of species. There's always a male and a female except for I don't know maybe an earthworm or something like that but there's literally millions of examples of a male and a female in a species. And then, the, and then comes the differences between what the male does and what the female does. Right. That's how it works. Right. Um, it, some of them are pretty dramatic. You know, the lion might eat its cubs, <laughs> yeah. male versus the female, let them suckle at their teeth. I mean, there's pretty big differences yeah. in between what they're doing and what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, are we then the only species on Earth on Earth where there is no difference between the male and the female? And how grandiose a thought is that? Well, especially when we differ by a chromosome, an entire chromosome difference. Right. So entire chromosome that would that would um, that would suggest that there is a difference. Yes. Why then is that not accounted for? And by the way, I'm perfectly comfortable saying that the female is a, a superior version of the human. No, there's a superior I, I, version. I am. I, I would. Make, I would argue that they're a superior version of what they do. They do what they do better than we do, and Way we better. do quiet. Way better, please. We do what we do better than what they do. Way better. So there you have it. There's a difference, and then. Every two years, uh, the mayor of Los Angeles wants to know why, uh, even though Los Angeles is 50% female, uh, there's only 12% represented in the L.A. Fire Department. Hey, dickhead. They're not interested. Or they're not physically strong enough. 
Or who gives a fuck? We know. I I was interviewing a Secret Service agent. Of, 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 oh, very, why aren't there more female Secret she, Service? And, and it was a female. And I there asked that question. More. I said, the president's surrounded by these men. He should. This is one of his mandates is equality. Why isn't he doing something? And she goes, oh, it's very simple. It's, it's hugely physically taxing, and most women can't do it. What? And, and I well, was like, well, we got to change. Okay. Uh, to change the standard. Then. And, and she was a ball buster. She was awesome. She was absolutely awesome. And she goes, I I did it, but I don't know anybody else that could have done it. It's like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. We we are we all right with that, or do we have to inject a bunch of females into his posse in order to satisfy who? I said, does it ever feel any better? Is it does it, does it impact your now what? So so your daughter thinks she can grow up and be a secret service agent? I don't think she wants to be a secret service agent. That's my point. Uh, we had a call that dropped off a minute ago. We asked a question about the family that was on to catch a predator recently. Mm-hmm. The contractor, the Floyds. Yes. Catch, the Floyds. Yeah. Well, well, I didn't see that episode. What happened? Um, they were not appreciative of what we had done for them. Seriously. Interesting. And uh, their story was a little bit shaky in terms of what the contractor did versus what really happened. Oh, I'm but, surprised you don't get more of that. It might. It uh, it happens. I, I mean, it's it's. I think it, there's there's more. You know, the part that's happened a couple times. The part where you come into somebody's house and you and you completely renovate their house, and then they're a little pissy about it when you're leaving. I find interesting. More than interesting. I've never had anyone do anything for me on, on anything close to that scale, but I would never stop getting them Arnold Palmer's if that's what was going on at my house for free. But there is a fair amount of that, and I would say it's not only uh, prevalent. I mean, it's an epidemic now. There's a lot. I mean, think about our society. I feel like there's just a lot. I I I have often said... To my wife and, and anyone else, I could go to, I could name five people on this planet that weren't big fans of mine mm. personally, and they're the five people I've done the most for over the last two decades. Interesting. Quite easily. Quite easily. Gary had a question. What, what yes, Gary. Yeah, I mean, I was watching that show. I can't remember their son's name. It was, was it Athens? It was something crazy, something mm-hmm. ridiculous. But in watching that show, they just came off to me as the kind of people where they were just such a pain in the ass that the contractor kind of got fed up. And that was why he was being so insistent about the Baby stucco. Jarvis. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They just came off as fucking pain in the ass people that most sane people would eventually just no longer want to work with. Was that kind of the case? Um, you know, yeah. I'm. Uh, you know, it was that kind of thing where they said, here's what this guy did, and then the guy showed up and said, I didn't do any of that. And then I confronted the guy and said, well, he said this and you said that. You want to explain that? And then I got the, you know, I don't know why I have to, I don't have to answer these questions, and I don't know why you're confronting me. Like, this whole thing, listen, everybody, this I don't know why you're confronting me. Um, here's why I'm confronting you. You said something that didn't happen. You lied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that do a lot of lying, stretching of the truth and what have you. And then they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you getting my grill for? And it's like, well, because you lied. You, you could have avoided this by yeah. not saying something that didn't happen. Yeah, but or then you wouldn't happen. be here doing all this good work for me, which I'm going to complain about. Right. So he was sort of pissy when I was just asking him for what the truth was so it finally happens yeah, what what ends up happening is uh what always ends up happening they get their house remodeled uh we go down the road and they talk shit about us i mean that's <laughs> the, the, the talking shit part hasn't been happening routinely has it no 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 not no i don't mean what always happens i mean what always happens in these situations right. as it pertains to me right, which right. is i just end up going down the road and doing something else and then they go what an asshole and then I just think, first off, they don't. These people don't exist to me a- anymore. And by the way, as I've said a million times, you cannot get me to feel a way about myself that I don't deserve to feel about myself. Mm. You can't make me feel like an asshole when I know what the truth is and I know what the backstory is and I know what I've done for you versus what you've done for me. It's impossible. 
it's impossible to make me feel that way about myself. I don't know why people think they can do that. There's a fair bit of that. Because a lot of people, I know I'm I'm victim of this, or I feel I fall into this category, where when somebody criticize or, or attacks you, you feel responsible for that attack. Like you must have done something to bring it on or I maybe do. they're onto something. I do or... feel that way, but not, event, not it's not going to go on for that long. Okay. We're going to need to figure out, like, if you said to me, if, if I was, you know, driving home and I got a call from uh, the Porcelain Punisher and he said, Max Pat is pretty upset about today, I would immediately go, what, what, what? No, you know what you would do? You would call a meeting. And you'd use GoToMeeting. Oh, that's what I would that's do. That's what you would do. Yes. Because relationships is key with any team. Mm-hmm. And getting everyone together in the same room, especially with your schedule, I'm impossible. Mm-hmm. That's why you always, and we hear you, use GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Simple way to meet online anywhere, anytime. GoToMeeting, you can share the screen, work on documents in real time. So if mm-hmm. Maxipad has written some nasty note, you can show it to you. You can mm-hmm. correct the spelling right yeah. there on the computer screen. Turn webcams. Turn on webcams to see each other face-to-face and try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com today. Click the Try It Free button and use the promo code ADAM. GoToMeeting.com, promo code ADAM. Meeting is believing. So I, if I originally, like you, exactly like you, if, I, if the initial news was Max Pat is pretty upset yeah. about today, my first impulse would be sort of, some fear and some anxiety and, oh, what happened? Yeah, yeah. And what did I do? What yeah. did I do? Right. What did I do? And then I would try to solve it. And then I would talk to Chris Max Pata, and then he'd say, well, you left without saying bye. <laughs> and then I would say, oh, well, sorry, I was in a, uh, in a hurry and distracted, and I always leave without saying bye. But anyway, yeah. bye. Uh, you're doing a great job. So now it's official. Yeah. Uh, but bye bye, and uh, I'll I'll say bye. I'll try to remember next time I leave. But if two weeks later Matt tapped me on the shoulder and said Chris is still pretty upset, I'd say fuck off. And a fucking time for that fucking idiot. One second. Now that's how I am. Yeah. Initially, I'll go. What do you need from me? What can I do? Yeah. I might even go two weeks later if he said he was upset. I might even go, go the I might even go one one more round. Yeah. But if six months from now, I'm still pretty upset about that thing about where you left. I go tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Now, now he's dead to me. And I don't. And by the way, nothing else that comes out of his mouth is valid. Good thing he's dead to you already. After this, that's right. All right, we got another uh, phone call. Yeah, up there. Jeremy's up there. Let's talk to uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, thirty-five, Minnesota. Hi guys, I'm a big fan. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, my grandmother is in the hospital. She's in pretty rough shape, and uh, my sister and I went down there to see her uh, with my mom. Uh, I got four aunts and uncles that couldn't sober up enough to go see her, and it'd be a fifth, but one of them passed out and got hit by a truck years ago. Ugh. Uh, so I wondered. Uh, my sister and I were talking, and none of our cousins could even make it uh, for various substance abuse problems. Um, some of them are in lockup and all that. But uh, my sister and I, were pretty even-keeled. Like, we're we're pretty normal. Like, we lead normal adult lives and, and things like that, and we don't really have any kind of problem. We kind of looked at each other, and we wondered, like, we, we're both aware of, like, the genetic uh, disposition to alcoholism, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we kind of looked at each other and, like, you know, I have a 16-year-old niece. She's looking like she's in good shape, and we both got a couple kids, and I, I just wondered, Doctor Drew, if uh, if my kids are kind of out of that danger zone. If, if yeah. my sister and I, are, right? So here's the uh, deal. So it's on average whether one or both parents have the genetic potential for alcoholism addiction. On average, it's about fifty percent transmission. So if you have three kids, yeah. one get it, three doesn't, or three get it, one doesn't, or four. About fifty percent. It's about fifty percent. Which, which you actually in in you know three and one or one and three is a more likely probability than two and two. Mm-hmm. So people always go, well, three of them got it, one didn't. That's actually more likely than two and two. The fifty fifty split is less likely than three and one or one and three. You understand Pascal's okay. triangle? So so right. it's just a it's just a probability. Thing. How's she wearing her bush? <laughs> She that's with an E. This is with no E. Oh, Pascal. I see. Uh, that's uh, but, no. What what you're saying is, it's it, it, uh, if you flip a coin, right. it's fifty fifty that it lands heads or tails. Right. But it's not likely that if you flip it four times, it's going to do two heads, two tails. It's more likely to be three and one or one and three. 
That's, three of one or the other. Yeah. That's the yeah, one. That's, that's why I would that, describe it. That's good. Okay. Now, the fact that you seem not to have this gene means you can't transmit it. Now, the question is, did you marry somebody with the gene? Or do you, mm. right? Or Because okay. coming right. from an alcoholic addict family, you'll tend to be attracted to alcoholic addicts. And that, that's sort of the conundrum. So you have to be very careful in what you get involved with because then it can be 50% again. The only exception to that, the 50-50 rule, um, there can be lighter genetic burdens than that. Some people less than 50-50. But there are more powerful genetic burdens. In my experience, people with as much as 25% Cherokee Indian, 100% transmission. Isn't mm. that interesting? Oh. 100%. That's where Cherokee. they get their tenet. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's alcohol. How dare you. Sorry. Uh, mm. so, so there are some genetic burdens that are more, more than others and some genetic burdens that are less. But on average, it's about 50-50 if you have the gene. But it doesn't seem like you have the gene, so make sure the wife doesn't have one. Sorry for okay. your family, Jeremy. It's rough. It's rough. No, it's it's it's, it's fine. My grandmother, you know, I um, I thought of you, Adam. That uh, I told my sister, I said, if I'm ever on my deathbed and and only one eighth of my offspring can sober up enough to come see me, just snuff me out with a pillow, you know, I, maybe maybe my grandma did something wrong. There, hey, listen, you know? I, listen, don't. don't I, I know alcoholism <laughs> addiction is a nasty disease and makes people behave in awful ways. Then it, they're kind of interesting people. They're rich. It's a rich population. Don't, don't be so negative. I know they've caused you a lot of pain and stuff. Now, listen, nobody I, hurts I more drink than... more than my entire family combined, and I'm clearly superior to all of them. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, hopefully this disease will not progress. I, 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 uh, I drink way more. You know, if you took everyone in my family and just took what they drink, I would do that times eight. And look at me. I'm fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, alcoholic addicts get a bad rap. They, they they are a really rich, interesting, intelligent, sensitive group of people. I don't know that we'd be where we are without alcoholic addicts. Absolutely true, hundred percent true. And I'm going to go ahead and throw smokers into that uh, group as well. The wars would not be won, art would not be created. I don't, I do not know that we would be. Where, oh, that's interesting. Where we are without that group, or without DraftKings, baby, mm. fancy ba- fancy baseball fans. Opening day draft, man. Draft Kings awarded over half a million dollars in cash prizes. Way more to come. Our listeners have won hundreds, nay, thousands, even millions with Draft Kings. Just uh, watching sports? How about you play? How about a little, uh, little play, a little fantasy play? Guy named Sam won a hundred grand. First time ever playing one day fantasy sports. No season-long commitments, no being stuck with players, just instant cash every day. Drewski. Nay, right now you can play for free to win real cash. Enter ACE, A-C-E, at DraftKings.com and get free entry into next week's contest with $400,000 in guaranteed cash prizes. 400000 Hurry. Free spots are going quick. Enter ACE now at DraftKings.com. All right. Catch a contractor tonight. Enjoy that. Uh, the book, President Me, get that uh, on pre-order on Amazon. You know what to do. Go to adamanddrdrewshow.com. Click on through. Sub- subscribe via the PayPal. Show a little love for the show. Help mm-hmm. keep the lights on around here, and let's fight them patent trolls. Funanything.com. And uh, like I said, it's going along very nicely. Raised uh, quite a bit of money, but uh, sadly, it's going to cost over a million dollars. God, that's crazy. Why so much? Just the attorney fees. They just say it's one the most expensive form of litigation. I don't... Patent? Yeah. No way. It's technical. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I have Lots of consultants or something. At the oh, it's all I do. Oh. All right. So until next time, Sam Parole for Dr. Drew, Chris Max Patton, and Gary Heftard saying mahalo. This is Corolla Digital.